Seven Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emily Struck. I'm here with Joanne and her wonderful books. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate your having me. <laughs> I'm thankful you're here. <laughs> so you are an author. What do I see that you have a couple of different books out. You have the um, book one, Piney Falls Mystery Series, mm-hmm. and also the story of Kelia. Kelia, yeah. I butcher everything. So it's all right. which Where's... one came first? Uh, the story of Kila was actually the first one that I wrote. I was, um, my husband had had a, a big, he had a major heart attack while he was hiking out in the woods and had to, his heart had to be restarted six times. Mm-hmm. And so while he was sitting, while he was uh, on life support and I'm sitting there beside him and I'm thinking, you know, my whole life I've pushed away this idea that I'm a writer mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there and it, all of a sudden it just sort of came to me. Well, if I'm not going to do this now, then when am I going to do it? There's no guarantee that there's a tomorrow. Correct. So that's, so during his recovery is when I wrote the story of Kila. And I just I had thought, no, one and done. I'll do this. It's over. I have to, I have to focus on more important things in life. And something inside me just said, no, this is, this is really who you are. And this is, you've got a lot more books inside you. So I've continued to write. I have eight uh, books published at this point and have a ninth one that will be coming out in November. Wonderful. You're a serial author, (laughs) but that's what we do. We get bit by the writing bug and we just start writing. So it starts off with, oh, I'm only going to write one book. And before you knew it, you have nine, 10, 17, 20 books. Right. Yeah. That's my plan. I I hope to have five books in every, every series that I have is that's my goal. That is an ambitious goal. I mean, as an author, I understand. Yes. Publisher. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So you have book nine coming out and that guessing that's going to be for the mystery series. Yes, for the Piney Falls series, the uh, that'll be book five in that series. So um, yes, that's coming out in November. And so it, it's kind of, we're following, not only are we solving mysteries, but there's also a family element. So er, along the way, we're, we're learning more things about Lainey's family and uh, she's gaining family members and losing family members. So each book has some component of family as at their core. Uh, So we've got some more surprising family issues coming up in book five. And I say, see on the cover, you have a little tidbits within the moon. Yes. So that's something that I just seen that popped out to me. I mean, it's in the moon, so it's special, right? Yes. Yes. So each book has something different in that circle and that's, that's connected to whatever uh, mysteries are happening in the course of that book. Very interesting concept. Yeah. Tie everything together. It's nice and neat and wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, so the first book is, takes place in two different centuries and we've got a mystery happening in the early 1900s and then a mystery happening today. And those mysteries will collide at some point and both will have to be solved in order to, uh, keep everybody in Piney Falls safe. I love the things that incorporate history. And then when you take the history element and put it into today's world, because you have to solve this for you to solve this. I love that element. 
And uh, another um, component I'm going to say for all my books, not just the, the Piney Falls mysteries or the charming mysteries, I like to have strong women. Um, I want all of my, my characters to be very strong, independent women who don't need a man. They might have men in their lives. They do have men in their lives, but they are very strong, independent women who, um, who do just fine on their own. Well, that's what we need in society. We yes. need to encourage our girls right. to be able to be independent. Independent does not mean you don't need anyone. It just means you're self-sufficient, self-reliant, and you don't have to wake someone up at two o'clock in the morning because you need a jar opened or something, you know, exactly. you can take care of yourself and still be in a relationship. Right. Absolutely. That's, that's, uh, that's kind of my, one of my messages, but that's absolutely what I'm trying to say is that each of these women and the, the women from the, the earlier century, they were also independent. They had to rely on men but not because they wanted to, just because that's what the culture that's how, was. That's what the culture was. Um, but they're certainly very capable, as you'll see, and uh, very good at problem solving. Well, maybe maybe they wouldn't solve every problem the way we would today, but we're not in their shoes. We're not living in that time. So, um, right. I mean, if you think about it, you go through, and I'm, I'm sure you did a lot of research on your books especially mm -hmm. for the historical elements. Yes. So if you go back 150 years, just given a time frame, women then were not respected like they are now. We've come no. a long way as women. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't say we didn't solve problems and issues back in the 1900s, 1700s, 1800s, whatever time period you're in. We did it, but we did it from the shadows. Now we're out of the shadows and solving things a lot differently. Right. Right. And, and they were basically, um, I don't want to say they were bought, but they were, it, it, uh, women were kind of a thought to be a burden on their parents if they weren't married at that time. And so they were, they were living on a farm in Scotland and, and their father saw this great opportunity for them to marry American men and go over to America where they would be prosperous. And I don't know that they had a whole lot of choice in that decision. That was just sort of something that you're going to do. And, and, you know, you just go along with whatever your father says. And, um, they just didn't have the, um, they didn't have the luxury of choice. Yeah. I mean, if you go through it and you're going through the Ireland, you know, stuff there, but, you know, they write letters if you're prosperous and you're mail order brides. That's mm -hmm. where the terminology today came from. It was literally mail order brides. Right. Right. Um, and and I, I, that's not quite what happens with these women, mm -hmm. but but it's, it's kind of similar in that they, um, they, they knew they were, they knew they were a burden to their father and they knew that this was the, the best situation for him. And that's right. why they, that's why they got married and, and maybe didn't make them the best choices in husbands. Very true. I mean, you look at it, you have over in UK, England, that whole time period, 200 years ago. If you're a female, you're basically, here's a dowry, dowry, you're being sold to the highest, you know, whatever we can match you with. You're not getting married for love. You're not getting married because 
you're interested in a person half the time that they didn't even know the people until they're already married. Right. That's true. Yeah. That, that, and that's, that is very true of my characters too. They don't really know these men. Well, they think they do. They have an idea of who they should be, but they don't really know who they are. I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, you go and you might know their name and their title. What else do you know about them? Yep. Um, and I would say that also translates over to the story of Kila because that, that uh, story takes place in Iowa and in the Midwest they're, they're up until fairly recently still um, it was really expected that you got married. That's, that's what you do when you graduate from high school, maybe you go to college, but you, but you have to be married. That's who you are. And this, this uh, character struggles a little bit with that. Well, she struggles a whole lot with her identity um, just because she was never really given the opportunity to stretch her wings and figure out who she was. So, so that brings a lot of problems for her um, kind of living in a fantasy world and not necessarily uh, understanding life as it really is. Right. I mean, you can take that story just from the today's element. How many mm-hmm. kids are actually expected to go to college and ex- spread their wings versus you, you're 18, go get married. Right, right. That's, that's a, it's a very big cultural thing still in, in mm-hmm. a lot of communities in, in this country. And, uh, and the one, certainly the one that I grew up in, it was, it was very important to um, get married. I got married at 19. That was just what you did. And I, I'm happy to say that I'm still married today to the same man, but um, we went through a lot of struggles that had we been, had the opportunity to mature a little more before we got married, uh, we probably wouldn't have had. Right. I mean, you get married young. How many young people today get married and stay married for more than five years? Less, than, less than 50%. But it's mm-hmm. still a cultural thing that either you're independent, therefore no one wants you because, you know, they have this stipulation that you're independent. So you don't like men or you don't like being in a relationship, which is not always the case. It's just, we choose to be able to do things on our own. Correct. Yeah. That's, that's how, um, I'm glad to see my own daughters are, are, you know, very independent and I'm glad they don't feel this, like this pressure that that's what they, that they had to do this. That was who they were. Mm-hmm. They can build their own identities and, and marriage and maybe children are later on. So um, right. I'm glad that we're changing. My daughter, I w- told her from a very young age, I don't care who you want to be when you grow up, what you want to be. I want you to do two things for me. Don't get pregnant before you graduate and make sure you graduate high school. And she did both of those for me. Good. That's fantastic. So I'm like, now she's looking at colleges. I'm like, okay, now you're ready for the next step. So it's, she's doing it in her time. It's not, okay, I graduated this day. I have to be in college by this day. No, she's taking time to actually research what she wants to be when she grows up. That's fantastic. And that's what we need to teach our children, our our girls. They have to learn who they are. Absolutely. I agree with that. So books like yours are instrumental in teaching that. (laughs) I would hope so. I don't know how many younger people are reading them, but if they do, 
fantastic. My characters are generally, well, that's not true. So the story of Keela is somebody, someone who's just in her early 20s. And, and then also I have some younger characters in my other books too, but the main characters are, are middle age or older. Um, but I, but my new series, for instance, that I just, uh, I have one book out now called Charming Mysteries. I've got a, a retiree and a, a young woman who's early twenties and owns a hair salon and uh, is a paranormal investigator. So um, they, they're working together. Um, so, so I do have, I do have some, you know, a variance of ages. Well, that's what is always a good thing. And mm-hmm. then you have a variety of things. So even though the books may not be advertised for young adult, you know, I'm one of those readers when I was in school was I'm going to the adult section because I don't want a childish book. Right, right. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. And and hopefully then that will attract some people. And I do have a, as, as we're developing back to Piney Falls now, as we're developing characters, I do have some younger characters coming in as that are part of Lainey's family. They're, they're joining Lainey's family. So, and they're very, uh, they're featured in, in more books as we go. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have so many books, so it's hard to test based on all of them, but you have your series. So if we, you know, but at the same time, they're all strong, independent women, right? All, you know, spreading their wings in one way or another, depending on the time period and, you know, what is culturally acceptable. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have things that as parents, we can go, oh, we can teach our child this because now we have the idea in front of us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's my, um, certainly that would be a lovely thing to hear from some readers that, that, that they were able to, uh, gain something from that or feel like that, that, um, reinforced, uh, some, something in them, you know, that, I don't know, that they felt, uh, disenfranchised, I guess. And it made them feel like, oh, somebody understands me. Somebody understands who I am. Mm-hmm. So that would be a great feeling. I mean, we love our fans. We love getting the reviews. We love being able to interact with them, but getting the ones that go, oh, this is a fantasy book, but something that you wrote helped me go through a problem or help me connect with my daughter or, you know, whatever the or is. And we love that. Exactly. This is why we have this show. This is why we try to connect with you, our readers, because we want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I and um, and if anybody wants to talk to me about the books further, please feel free to um, reach out to me through my website. There is a form on there that you can fill out and, and, um, and I believe you can make comments also, but I would love to hear from you. I'd love to um, love to have a conversation with some readers. Now, are you also on social media? Uh, yes. So I have, my website is joannkeeter.com, J-O-A-N-N-K-E-D-E-R.com. And then I'm, I'm Joanne Keeter author on uh, Facebook and on Instagram, I'm Joanne Keeter underscore author. See, we, we love 
getting a hold of fans. We give you all these mediums so you can get a hold of the author and Absolutely. talk books. I mean, how many times can we go, oh, you don't want to talk books because you don't want to sound like a nerd. Well, when you're talking to an author, you're talking our language. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I will say too, I started TikTok, but I've not been too faithful with posting. I've got a few videos up, but um, it's just, it's just one more thing in the day that I don't seem to have time for yet, but I, but I will. Well, that's for the younger generation. Yes, and, you know, for sure. we're not there yet. We have to figure out the platform. We're right. still in old school, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So <laughs> give yeah. us time. So your next your book that you have the one out mm-hmm. and that's coming out in November. Is that the new one? Uh, so the new, the next one for the Piney Falls series is coming out in November. Okay. And the new one that only has the first book out, that one is what, what is that one called? That's the first one is, is um, Ocean Berry Blues. And that's, uh, that's also, that's set in a little Oregon coast town. And that came out in July. And the second book in that series, Tangerine Troubles, that will be out in March. Well, see, this is why I'm asking, because not all your books are listed on your website yet. Right. So, that's true. And, and it's hard when you're running a rep- website to keep it up to date with all the new books. Right. I mean, right. I, that's true. Yeah. When you have as many as you do, it's hard to keep up. Yes. So I was like, wait, there's only a few books on here. So I know I'm missing out something here. Yeah. And, and also I've got another one, uh, the sequel to the story of Kila that comes out probably January, but it may be later. I don't have a cover for that yet. So that's not on my website either. Um, my, I have a fantastic cover artist in Spain and I told her, take your time and that's what she needs to do. So I will put something up when I get a cover there, but, um, I have a prequel to the story of Kila, and then now I will have a sequel. So three books and you're going for five. So, I mean, you have everything planned out in your head, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So it's there, it's just getting it out to the public. And it takes a long time. Sometimes it takes a year or two years to write a book. I have one book in a series I've been waiting for three years for the sequel to come out. So it happens. And that's a book I'm reading, not one that I'm writing. One that I'm writing is taking me almost three years to write that one. So as an author, we ask for your indulgence while we write because it takes a really long time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes we, there are things that come up that we just can't predict. Um, for me, that seems to every, every book, there's something that will come up. I unfortunately had the, the Delta variant of COVID this summer after I had the shots and boy, that just wiped me out for a good month. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that put me behind and, and um, you know, think there are things that you just can't, predict. And unfortunately, um, that's why a lot of times you'll see an author says, oh, this book is going to be released at this time. And then it doesn't come out till sometime later because something happened to hold them up. Yeah. It's either we get writer's block. We have a medical, whatever the story characters just decided we're going to take the story in a completely different thing from what we have planned or something happens within, you know, our neighborhoods within our community it right. just it's life exactly yeah and, and yeah it's it's uh yeah it's just one of those things and and 
the, the, uh, I guess the frustrating thing for the author is, you know, if you have a job where you go out and you're working on a project and, and you've got these, all of these, um, you know, very, uh, concrete, uh, signs of, of success, like, you know, I'm going to get this finished today and this finished tomorrow. You don't have that as an author because you're just relying on your, your, your creativity and your brain. And, and if there's some, outside forces that are stopping your brain from doing what it needs to do, mm-hmm. then you can't stay on task and you can't stay on schedule. And, and it's, it is very frustrating. It's hard to, it's hard for people to understand what that's like. Yes. Being an author is being an entrepreneur. We do not have set schedules. We do not have time frames. We do not have, you know, everything that you get for a brick and mortar store. Right. It, it's completely different. We have to create our brick and mortar by our brick and mortars, a book. Right. That's true. And it takes forever to get that book to be the way we want it. Right. And I don't know that you could, I think you could argue the book is never the way you want it because there's always something that can be changed. Okay. I have one book. I have republished this one book now five times, five different covers. And mm-hmm. I have added something each time I've republished. Yeah. It's still not perfect. Right. Right. And it, it and probably in your mind, it never will be. Mm-hmm. That's just the way we are. That's, that's how, that's the mind of an author. It is the mind of an author and only an author can understand the madness that we go through and we yes. create in ourselves. Yes, absolutely. Um, I just went through and I, I had a lot of, uh, Scottish, uh, terms in, in the first Piney Falls book. And I decided I had some people who were struggling a bit with those. And so I took a lot of them out. And so, so this is actually a republishing now it's, it's out now, if you get the book now, uh, less, less of those terms in the book. Um, but you know, still I looked at it as I was going through and thinking, Oh, I'd like to change this. I'd like to change that. And, and that'll just have to wait for the next one. Cause you know, there'll be another one. There'll be another time that I sit down and want to make changes. Oh, of course. I mean, if you, if you're an author and you sit down and actually read your book and you haven't read the book because it's been out for five years and then you really read it and you're sitting there with a pen, regardless if you're sitting there to read it, to, you know, make the next one or whatever you're doing, you're sitting there with a pen. Mm-hmm. and changing stuff. That's right. Or in my case, the, the computer keys. <laughs> I don't write, I don't handwrite. I don't handwrite unless I'm literally writing in my book. If I'm putting notes in my books because I have to go back into my computer and change this and that and you know change the layout or whatever I'm doing with the book. I'll, I have books laying around my house that I just have notes in. That's yeah. my madness. That's the method of my madness. Everybody's got their own and that's okay. So whatever works for you. Right. I mean, you have authors that if you go into their house, they have scores of books, some of them there, some of them not. And they have notes in the books. They have papers flying out of the books. Have you ever been in some of the author's houses that have literally papers sticking out of their books on their bookshelves? 
I've had, I've been in readers houses that, that are like that. And, and I love it. And, and I have done that too. I, I have, in fact, I have books on my bookshelf right now that have all sorts of little papers in them. Mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't even tell you why <laughs> that's the frustrating thing. I have no idea why they're, they're there. No, we don't know why this sticky note has to be in there. There's nothing on the sticky note, but it's in this page for some reason that we forget. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's our process. It doesn't matter if you're a reader or an author, an entrepreneur, we do crazy stuff like this and it's fun. Absolutely. Yes. So when you connect with us, this is the kind of conversation you're going to have because we can relate as a reader, as an author, as an entrepreneur, you know, whatever we're doing, we can relate to you. Yes. Yeah. I, as I said, I love to hear from people. Uh, I'd love to hear about uh, what your feelings were when you read my books and, and, um, thoughts that you have on some of these, my characters tend to run on the quirky side um, because that's just been my experience with, with interesting people in life is they were all a little bit off. So, um, uh, so I would be interested to know if people who read the books say, Oh, I know somebody like that, or I'm kind of like that. Um, Cause you're probably somebody I want to meet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you have a quirky, uh, some quirk to your personality we want to meet you exactly you know, we can either make a fantasy character based on that meeting somewhere down the road that we you know not thinking about today but you know later on or we can go oh so you can help me develop this character more great exactly <laughs> so yeah we love this so thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This has been really fun. It has. And your website again is if you're in the video, you it's above us. If you're listening to this on audio, it's in the comment section. Fantastic. So. I appreciate that. Thank you again so very much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. And I enjoyed spending, spending some time with you. This has been a really fun interview. And thank you again for being on the show. You bet. And to all of our readers and our listeners, happy reading. <laughs>